Hi, I'm Jackie Johnstone, and welcome to my not podcast, Lumos, where I take all of the things that I'm learning about and that my line one is diving into and line three them and make them practical. I'm a one three sacral manifesting generator for those who know what that means. And this is where I tell stories from my real life and share how concepts like human design can be practically applied, right? So what? Let's take it out of the book and into real life. Grab a cup of tea, pull up a log, join me around the fire, and let's go. One of the things I most appreciated about human design when I first got into it, and I went into it quite skeptically, that's a story for another day, but human design, our human design provides us with our decision-making strategy. Um, Each of us has one in our human design charts, and this is how we're meant to make decisions from our body's wisdom, from our higher self, and from our intuition, right? As opposed to from our mind. Because contrary to what we most of us were taught and the way that we've lived most of our life, our minds are really terrible (laughs) at making decisions for us. And I think that what really helped me in, in my mind understand the difference between making a decision from my body and my intuition and making a decision from my mind was this image um, or the metaphor kind of of a robot. <laughs> so yeah, I'm kind of a nerd. And scientists and like computer engineers have been trying and making great strides, obviously, in machine learning and artificial intelligence, but they still aren't able to, at this point anyway, create a robot with a sophisticated enough architecture that it can navigate, for example, the lobby at Grand Central Station at rush hour, you know, a super busy place where people are moving in many directions at many different speeds, quite unpredictably. The robot can't handle all the input and its machine learning can't keep up with it. And it literally melts down like it stops working. It shuts down. And that's kind of what happens to our brains when we try and make decisions with our mind, right? Our mind you know, gives us all these stories. It's trying to help us think of all the different possibilities. And then we're getting into this swirl around um, all of the options and the pro-con lists and, you know, oh, is this logical or rational? What's the return on investment going to be? Like all of the things. And we can just melt down when we're trying to make a big decision. And that's why it's one of the reasons why making a decision from our mind is really the it's terrible. It's it's not a good experience, right? You had that experience where you wake up in the middle of the night and you're like, oh shit, did I make the wrong choice? Like I could have done it this way. Or if I'd changed this one thing, how would that have turned out? And it's just, it's frustrating, right? We've all experienced that. And still society says, well, make the smart choice, you know, think it through in your mind, look at, look at it from all sides, make a, um, make a list of the pros and the cons, that sort of stuff. When we have within us the the ability to trust our bodies and to make a decision from a much higher wisdom, a much higher place than our minds, 
um, which is our intuition, which is the connection that we have to our higher selves, which is kind of like how humans navigate Grand Central Station at rush hour, right? We don't even think about it. Unlike the robot, right? We just intuitively do it. We just slow down, speed up, change directions, let someone step past us. As long as we're not buried in our phones, we don't run into anyone. And our bodies have a lot of wisdom and are able to take in, you know, a breadth of information that we can't handle in our minds that we can't even see or access with our minds. And so our decision-making strategy gives us the map to how to trust that and how to trust our intuition and how does it show up and what do we have to look for? And that was a huge aha moment because when people have said to me before finding human design, well, just trust your intuition. You know, I was like, well, what does that even mean? And how does that even work? And your decision-making strategy is the answer to that. And our human design decision-making strategy is like the guts or the gold of our human design chart, really. It's where everything starts and finishes. You always come back to that. And even if you don't understand anything else about your design and all the numbers and colors and shapes when you look at a body graph, if you know your human design decision-making strategy, you can start your experiment, your N equals one, your experiment of one to see how does it feel to make decisions um, intuitively according to my decision-making strategy and not be in my mind and what happens. Does it feel better? You know, does it lead to better decisions? And, and that will let you know, you know, then you can let it guide you whether or not it's deeper into human design or whether it's down some other rabbit hole. So that's what the scientist in me loved about it. Because as I said, I came into human design pretty skeptically and being able to do my own experiment and just try it out was a big piece of why I'm here (laughs) doing this for my business now. Because, um, yeah, it was, it was, it it really following my decision-making strategy really start to change everything. But before I get into that, I want to talk about, well, what is my decision-making strategy and what was my experience with starting to follow it? So my particular decision-making strategy as a manifesting generator with sacral authority is to wait to respond and trust my gut. So those two things come from strategy and authority, if you're looking at your human design chart. And those are the two pieces that make up our decision-making strategy always. And so for me to wait to respond and trust my gut means that my intuitive way of making decisions is something comes to me, a question, an opportunity, um, you know, something out there in the world (laughs) comes to me and I can feel into my gut for the uh uh-huh or the uh uh-uh. And I say uh uh-huh, 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 uh-uh, because those are the sacral sounds. If you listen to generator kids, um, they make them (laughs) and you probably make them when you're not thinking about it. I know I do. So sometimes it can actually come out as a sound. If someone asked you a yes or no question, you might answer "Uh uh-huh or "Uh uh-uh. Or I feel the "Uh uh-huh as kind of a bubbly or fizzy in my gut. Um, that sort of gut excited feeling like butterfly E or an "Uh uh-uh as like, 
a pit in my stomach or a weight or like a contraction. And sometimes it's like a physical leaning back or if it's a yes, a physical leaning forward. So it can be something that comes out of your mouth or it can be really a felt sensation in your body. But that is what a sacral response is. And that um, gut response, the uh uh-huh, uh-huh, this is something that all generators and manifesting generators have access to, right? If your authority says emotional, then you have another uh, piece about waiting for clarity, which I'm not going to talk about today, but you still have this gut response. The gut response for a generator or manifesting generator is really like our through line to our higher self. It's how we get the intuitive yes or no. However, our gut can only respond when it has something to respond to, when it has some trigger, right? If you, if someone was to ask you, what do you want to eat for dinner? You can't feel a gut response to that. You go into your mind to start thinking about what you might want to eat for dinner. Whereas if someone says, do you want to get pizza for dinner tonight? You can feel the uh uh-huh or uh uh-uh, right? Without going to your mind and thinking about all the things (laughs) to do with pizza or whatever else you want. So in order for our decision-making strategy to work, we have to have something to respond to. And this works really great when there are people around you asking you things, asking you yes or no questions or proposing you things. Or if someone sends you an email and says, do you want to be um, a guest on my podcast? Or if uh, you know, the opportunity presents itself to, you know, go on vacation somewhere specific and you feel an aha, like those types of things. If you start to tune into your body, you'll know what the correct decision is. But where I was starting to get tripped up when I was doing this is with ideas. So I have a completely open mind in my human design. So the top two triangles in my body graph are white. And that means that especially when I'm around other people, I am bombarded with ideas and inspiration. And I am constantly having like, ooh, I should do that. Or hearing about what somebody else is doing and thinking, ooh, I should do that, right? And so trying to decide, trying to be able to feel in to my decision-making strategy for ideas was another layer that was tripping me up a little bit in the beginning because I could have an idea and it sounded like a really good idea and I would, you know, go and execute on it like previous to human design, this would happen all the time, especially as a manifesting generator, (laughs) real quick start. Right. And I'd have this like, Oh, this is a great idea. And I would go and make the 25 step plan and start doing it and then get into it and be like, Oh, so frustrated. Why am I like, it's not working the way that I want it to work because I initiated, right. I initiated on just this random idea. I didn't wait to respond for anything. And waiting to respond is the first step. That's the only way that I can get the uh uh-huh, uh-uh. That's that's how my body's intuition can speak to me and how my higher self can weigh in. (laughs) So I had this quandary about what to do with the ideas, right, that are just coming from inside me. They're not coming from anywhere outside me so that I can uh uh uh-huh, uh-uh. They're just in my head. (laughs) You know, they're just dropping in. And... What I started to do was just write them down. I knew as part of the experiment that initiating on every idea that came through my mind wasn't the good thing. 
to do anymore and that that's why I had so much frustration in the past um, when I was before human design. So I started to write them down because I was afraid that I would like lose them, which is probably legitimate because I have an open Ajna and, uh, and an open, open head. So yeah, my mind is a bit like a sieve sometimes if I don't make lists and write things down. So I just started writing them down and then I would ask the universe basically to send me a sign, send me something to respond to about an idea on my shelf if it was correct, if it was the right time and the right idea. Because we get external input all the time. <laughs> the universe sends us signs. Um, we can pull cards. We, you know, people say things to us that make us think about these ideas or even straight up like, you know, it shows up through a Facebook ad or something like that. There are so many ways that our guides, our higher self, the universe can talk to us that, you know, if it's the right time and the right idea, the green light is going to come. So I just started playing with that. Like I put all this stuff on what I was then calling my shelf because it's like a metaphorical shelf of ideas and waiting for the universe to send green lights. Now it's not a passive waiting. It wasn't a passive waiting and it shouldn't be because, you know, not that we could as generators or manifesting generators like sit still, <laughs> but, um, when we're doing what lights us up, when we're busy being satisfied with whatever we're working on, whatever we're learning, whatever we're doing, our auras are magnetic, like actually magnetizing the right things to respond to into our path. So putting something on the shelf isn't just, you know, shelving it, quote unquote, and like, we'll circle back around or something like that. It's literally like, I'm going to put it here on uh, waiting for a green light. And in the meantime, I will go out and do what lights me up and watch and keep aware of things to respond to. So I'll give you a concrete example of this because it can be hard to sort of understand what I mean by it. At some point when I was first doing these experiments, um, I had the idea that I wanted to share human design and the concept of human design with a friend and mentor of mine who I was actually working for at the time. And the idea crossed my mind and I was like, oh, that, sound, that sounds really exciting. But it was just an idea, so I put it on my shelf. And it sat on the shelf for three months before... She made a response to a Facebook post, not about human design, not about anything, but her response made me think, oh, I want to share human. This is the perfect opportunity to ask her if she's interested in hearing about human design. And that was the green light for it to come off the shelf. And that interaction was actually the beginning of how my business started to pivot into the human design space because, because of that. And looking back, if I had followed the idea and initiated on the idea when it first came into my mind, the interaction probably wouldn't have been as fulfilling and pivotal, pivotal as it was because I didn't have the depth of knowledge yet. I didn't have 
uh, that many more months of study and my own experience. And at that point, she was in the middle of something really big in her business. So she wouldn't have had the bandwidth either to take on something new and to start experimenting with it and to be open to it. So the perfect, it can be the right idea just at the, at the wrong time. Right. And that's the cool thing about our decision-making strategy. And especially as generators and manifesting generators our our sacral response, like it will, uh uh-huh, for the right idea at the right time. And it's there to guide us. Right. And I've had so many examples of this since that first big example. I had a friend who started doing this as well, who had the thought, um, I'd really like to offer some mini um, photography sessions, Um, just like not full branding shoots, but mini kind of refreshes. And I'll put this idea on my shelf and see what happens. And literally the next day, sign into Facebook and see a post from a group in her newsfeed of people saying, I just wish that I could get like a super like small, inexpensive shoot to have a couple of new photos to share on social media. (laughs) And it wasn't even the group that she was going to, you know, pitch to or, you know, the, the person that she was thinking of or any of that. But it was it was the green light for her to check in and be like, is this an aha? Do I want to go forward with this idea that's on my shelf? And then she put the offer out to the group she was thinking of and it sold out, you know, within, within a couple of days. So using the shelf can really help you make sure that you're waiting to respond. It really helped me stop initiating on every single good idea that like my mind thought was good, (laughs) um, that crossed into my mind and which waste which could end up wasting so much time and energy because I would be going down the wrong path, right? And knowing now that when I get the uh aha and when something comes off the shelf that it's the right time also gives me a level of trust in my action that previous to human design I wouldn't have had. Like I know this is going to work and I know that this is the time because it's an uh aha and it's come off the shelf. So if you're a generator, a manifesting generator, um, give, give a shelf a try, uh, ask the universe to send you something, to send you a trigger, a sign, something to respond to so that you can see whether or not it's time. It's the right idea at the right time. And if you're not a generator, a manifesting generator, that's okay too. You know, I think that writing down our ideas or desires and then asking for signs and guidance um, can work for any type. It's just that it's crucial for um, sacral beings, generators and manifesting generators like us to make sure that we're waiting to respond and that we're not initiating. So yeah, use the shelf and let me know how it goes. Thank you for joining me on this very first inaugural episode of Lumos, and I'll see you next time.